0: Welcome to Get This Shit, the bi-monthly podcast that answers the questions you've always had but forgot to ask. Prepare your earballs. Why, hello, and welcome to another episode of Get This Shit. My name's Cassie, I'm your host, and uh, I'm joined here today by my co-host, Samuel.
1: What's up?
0: How you doing, buddy? Good, how are you? Oh, I'm so glad that this is uh, a respective Friday.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we got, got Friday
0: vibes on this episode, my dudes. Ooh. Ooh. Um, It's been one week since at okay. me <laughs> um, easy bare naked ladies yeah 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 uh welcome back thanks for having us in your ear balls again mm-hmm. um we are trying to record uh, episode 64 once again trying on, it um, on video yeah on video <laughs> god damn it yeah uh to put it on the on the youtube mhm um i told sam and i our video because we're not that high budget as previously discussed Mm -hmm. um i am not a i'm gonna stop promising fucking putting out different content and shit because i'm tired of letting you down all seven of you i'm so (laughs) tired um so if i do it i do it and it's great yeah and if i don't I won't disappoint so many people and make myself fucking crazy in well, the interim.
1: Here's the thing: is you're not. Uh, we have a friend of ours who does a podcast. Who on their first, God, I have no idea how many episodes they would. At the end, like, direct people to their social media profile, which they had not set up yet. BS Reactor. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't going to out him like that. Listen, (laughs)
0: he's admitted it multiple times. Isaac knows. But now he runs a bustling Instagram. And you should go and visit it. BS Reactor on Instagram.
1: So, yeah. He was like, I mean, whenever we do set it up and then someone listens to that episode, you know, it'll be there retroactively, you know. You know, like yeah, hey, it is what it is. It's a,
0: it's a hobby. It's a joy. I don't know. It's something uh, fun to do. Yeah, gives me a reason. Yeah, we don't.
1: You mean I, we're not doing this for the fame and the gobs and gobs of Scrooge McDuck level money that we're receiving? Listen,
0: if if we do somehow inherit. Uh, Scrooge McDuckian amounts of money. We're not gonna let it change us. Is no, what you're saying we're gonna be the, the same <laughs> mid-white trash <laughs> people that we were in the beginning. Just uh, White more recyclable? more drinks. Is that yeah? Yeah, no, we'll <laughs> definitely be able to afford to Recycle, so that'll be no, nice. No, I'm saying you oh. said
1: mid-level white trash. so white recyclable? Is that
0: that's <laughs> hilarious? I hope so. Uh, I love this term, and I think that it's wonderful. I uh, so fucking speaking of fucking terms and dumb shit. Okay, uh, I am not a stranger to having uncomfortable conversations in the workplace uh-huh. or having to break up said uncomfortable conversations in the workplace but i i don't know if i i'm just used to the hair and the beauty industry and mm-hmm. like I, there are so many different facets to to it like sure. there's a business side an artistic side customer service like I you have to be very you have to be very disciplined with your finances and mm-hmm. uh, things like that um, but I, like there was not the dumbass drama that goes on (laughs) at the level of fuckery than it does at a warehouse. (laughs) Like, I've never worked in a warehouse environment before, and my God, the fucking buffoonery that befells the office, I...
1: Uh, Are you trying to imply that fra- ma- male egos have the ability to be fragile? <laughs> my
0: goodness. Like, I, oh, my goodness. Just so many wrong opinions, left, right, and center. And uh, it, yeah. we were having a discussion. Sam came to pick me up uh, from work the other day. And uh, he came into the office for the first time and met uh, some of my coworkers. There are six of us that work in this small office, and um, it I work with my mom, which is great, and I love her. And I work with a good friend that I met at uh, another job, mm-hmm. which um, I it's real good fun. And then it's three of us, and then there's three boys, and <laughs> like, I, until very very recently, I have not. Had to work as a team yeah. with the boys. I sure. have yeah. just you know fucked off on this side of the room, and the boys fucked off on the other side of the room.
1: Cool, no a problem. Different, different, different process. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, my job is becoming a little bit more enmeshed with theirs. Uh, we're having you know people move out of a, uh, and go to a different warehouse. So I. Am a fucking team player, guys. Like I fucking fall hard for that shit. Like oh. I fell hard for that shit at Great Clips. I fell hard for that shit at the PM. Like they, I they fell would have loved hard.
1: Loved you in fast food with all the. Bro- Oh, I'm so lucky I didn't
0: get into that shit.
1: When I was in high school, uh working at Long John Silvers, it you we weren't part of a team since it was Long John Silvers and Nautical theme. Nope. We were part of a crew. Not a
0: crew. Yes. What were you? Poop Deck?
1: Yeah, I was poop deck. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: <laughs> so I the I, I'm working with the guys more. I was given pretty much like, hey, oh, it wouldn't be an episode if I didn't punch my mic. <laughs> um, I, sorry that I'm just starting out on a rant, my dudes, like, but it's going to be fun. You'll be fine. So, um, <laughs> the, I, I'm having, I had a meeting, um, uh, about a, my year, whatever. And, uh, they gave me a couple of like, here you go. Here's, uh, what you need to do or we suggest to do. And like, what are you interested in? That kind of stuff. And like, I didn't say this out outright but I did allude to oh I don't give a fuck like, yeah. <laughs> I don't I have never worked um, as an adult in a job that I did not have a passion for
2: mm-hmm.
0: so this is I because like the last the blow dry bar that I worked at like it was still hair and I loved it and it was still educating people on you know how to take care of their yeah. preserve their style and all sure. that kind of shit it was great um And I got to learn a lot there, which I really enjoyed doing. But this job, uh, I like.
1: Yeah. It's this just, job
0: can shut up. It.
1: Yeah. It's just <laughs> a job. You clock it in, is. do your shit, clock out, and don't think about it as soon as your tires leave the parking lot. Yes. Yeah. So
0: it has been that way for most of it. But like, I'm having to integrate with these guys, and it's just, uh, we're very different. And mm-hmm. I don't think that they're used to. Um, number one, a person being very direct yeah. because like I don't sugarcoat things, and I don't know if it's Maybelline or autism but um, <laughs> yeah. or yeah. if it i'm I'm just have a strong personality, I don't know, uh, but I'm very direct, and yes, especially when it's at work, like back, we don't want to be here,
1: yeah, let's
0: well. make this as efficient and painless as possible.
1: Uh, I think more a lot, most people come from it who uh, are less direct than you come from it from the side of, okay, if I am super direct and really piss someone off, they can hold a grudge. And if I work with them every single day, then sure. they have the ability to make my shit job or the job I don't care about. Yeah, make harder. It actively worse if they just put a little bit of effort into it
0: i totally get that i i do get that which
1: is why not everyone you know is as blunt as you definitely have the
0: ability to be i
1: have perfected it damn near into an art form you have a very rare skill of being able (laughs) to yeah, say some very confrontational things, uh, in a tone with tone, body language, and the syntax that you choose to uh, maneuver in those situations that not very many people could.
0: Well, thank you very much. Um, i I do feel a little, uh over the you know past, especially three years, uh, my emotional intelligence has grown quite a bit um and thank you um but even before then um I I I, when working at the school like Mm -hmm. you're you're not gonna bully my fucking kids you're just not gonna do it and I you're gonna know that you're in the wrong and uh shame on you and but I you guys can tell I have a lot of voices, and I have a little customer service voice. And uh, a couple of my students commented over the years that my the more done I am with mm-hmm. the conversation, the higher my voice is. And I'm just like, <laughs> well, listen, Linda, we have been through it, haven't we? And like, this is like 30 minutes in, mm-hmm. so i uh, it's just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It sucks when we don't get our way, right? Uh And it also sucks when we don't agree on everything. And it also sucks when people point out mistakes. Not many people that I know Mm -hmm. like to be corrected. Sure. And that's why there's 30,000 books on leadership and Mm -hmm. coaching. Sure. Sure. Because people are so different, mm-hmm. and uh, people receive information so differently, and I mean, even as I'm um, quote quote, uh, you can see me on the YouTube, um, quote quote, uh, if if you don't learn to talk to people
2: mm-hmm. in
0: the way that they learn, like I. Even as a lowly hairstylist educator, we basically, most of our book was emotional intelligence and how to relate to students, the different nine classic types of learning styles and what that means and how you can utilize them and how you can interject those things throughout your lessons and things like that. So... I have taken that and applied it because I have tens of thousands of dollars of training, which I'm so very grateful for because it's helped me in all facets of life. But like, girl, it is so frustrating as a natural leader Mm. to watch people fail so hard at leading inspiring managing
2: mm-hmm.
0: or relating to other human beings sure and then also being so loud and so wrong about <laughs> social moral issues and values and things like that it has been a motherfucking whirlwind this week and it has been across the entire fucking nation and like being very American America centric right now because I can't even fucking handle looking at other countries news right now when there is an active genocide going on in our country against trans humans
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I like it's around every turn and I'm sorry to get like deep in there but there is and if I it is not if it's not acknowledged this is going to continue it, it, to become a, a fascist fucking hellscape <laughs> and it starts with you talking and s- speaking out when you hear fucking ignorant ass bullshit sure and Boy, howdy, was that a long way to get to. Some of my coworkers are ignorant ass and they speak a lot of bullshit. <laughs> um, I will say, uh, Sam was at my work and we were having a conversation and something came out uh, came up about pansexual.
2: Mm-hmm. And no.
0: I was like, hey, don't be talking about me in there. And they started laughing. And um, there was another guy from another department in there that... He, he's kind of yeah. like a we call him a stray cat he comes and goes as he pleases <laughs> um but I you know so they're giggling he was like oh yeah I forgot and blah 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 and I so basically it was just kind of like I you know pansexual. i pansexual people don't care about your genitalia I don't care about your business yeah. uh and <laughs> I, it just kind of went from there. It it didn't snowball, but it did grow into, I think, a semi-productive conversation. There was someone who was very boisterous about... Not understanding why there are so many different identities and, like, things to be called. Like, if you're gay, you're gay, you're gay. Like, if you do gay stuff, you're gay. Mm. And there was a comment about non-binary, and I don't understand that. I said, oh, you don't have to understand it. I was like, just don't be, you're just jealous that they're having more sex than you. (laughs) And, like, that got a pretty big laugh. But, you know, boisterous fella, he... He didn't really get it. And he then he commented on tops and bottoms. Why do I have to refer to them or to tops and bottoms? And I was like, you don't. don't." (laughs) That is he was like, why? You know, why would they even advertise that? And I'm like, because they're trying to find a fucking hole for their peg, man. Like, (laughs) why the fuck else? Why do you get on Tinder? Like, yeah, to fucking get, get shit. (laughs) Wit. Like, <laughs> you know how your
1: dumb ass puts no fat chicks on your dating profile? Literally. <laughs> I,
0: like, it's just so befuddling how some people can't conceptualize. They're like, well, I've never felt like that. So that's weird or that's whatever. And yeah. Sam had a really good fucking point during this conversation and it was uh, like, I don't understand. A uh, boisterous man said, I understand. Uh, you know, if I use the word queer, like everybody gets up in arms because I, I, because I think I had said the word queer. And mm-hmm. he was like, I don't know. If I say it, everybody gets up in arms. I was like, well, number one, know. it's your intent. <laughs> but uh, number two, Sam... Uh, Go ahead, man.
1: Yeah, uh, if I remember correctly, he was like, yeah, I don't understand why I can't use the word queer. Or, like, they can use it. I'm sorry, when someone in the LGBTQ community uses the word queer, it's fine. But if I use it, it's not okay. And I said, are you sure? (laughs) 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 Because I... Were, like most of the people in there were black, which is fine. It's not a big deal. We we're having a great, open, honest conversation. And I was like, really? Yeah. Because I can think of a specific word that you guys can use. that I'm definitely not allowed to use.
0: Yeah, <laughs> And uh, my three uh, black coworkers laughed. And, uh, you know, it was just a really nice, open, honest conversation about, uh, queerness. And, mm-hmm. uh, it didn't have to go that way, and I'm very happy that I've grown enough uh, that I I don't know I not pick my battles because I still fucking put my nose in business that it sure. doesn't belong into because like if someone doesn't nobody's gonna. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you know, when you grow, like you just it's like adding different tools to your toolbox. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. If, you're, if uh, You're thinking of it in like picking your battles in like a fighting sense. You're adding more skill sets to your, you know, fighting someone who's really good at stand up. You may and, you know, more jujitsu, like maybe use that. You know what I mean? So like the more that you grow emotionally or the more things that you learn, the more different ways that you understand of how to talk to this person versus that person. So it's not just picking your battles. It's also how you approach them too when you do pick one.
0: You're absolutely right. And I, when, especially when I was an educator, I, because of I the time in my life I was in, my mid-20s, like every battle was worth it. Because if we <laughs> concede on one, we concede on all, and we can't have that. You know what I mean? I was so Bulldoggish so with that.
1: Because it makes me think of like every episode of every like sitcom that you've seen where like the the it's the episode that's empathetic to the boss of whatever and it's like, Oh well, if you start granting requests then everyone's going to ask and then like it's gonna be harder to tell people sure. no And like but at the end of every single one of those episodes that comes to my memory, it's like, one, you get a greater understanding for the burdens of leadership and having to say no to a lot of people. But at the end of every fucking episode, the boss says yes to more than one person. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they st- like you meet in the middle. So I just think it's funny when you're so bulldog against conceding a single battle Mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. i mean i know how it's gonna end (laughs) you're gonna get tired and concede a couple and then realize the world doesn't end you know um
0: but i didn't (laughs) i like me personally like i no i didn't until i hit that breaking point yeah that i i I conceded so few things because they were all worth it. I, uh, you know what I mean. Like I, in that time, in that frame of reference, that's what fucking mattered. Yeah, I. And like I was the
1: eventuality bringing to like now. Now we. Uh,
0: yes, 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 yes. Uh, because I, you're absolutely right. It was. It was exhausting Mm -hmm. and I burnt myself out and I have absolutely learned, especially with uh, our relationship evolving, because we've been together since uh, 2012 and uh, yeah, it's 2023. So yeah, we've been together for a long time and we've grown. We are completely different people. Well, yeah. Than well, when we,
1: we met, we were babies. We were twenty two when we, we met. <laughs> we
0: were babies. I was, I was convinced I was gay. So, I mean, it's still gay, but I'm not, not just exclusive. Uh, I I like pots and pans. So, uh, but, I, with our relationship, you know, uh, learning those lessons, those really hard lessons, uh, through my past career and uh current day it's um i think that it has made our relationship better and more rich and um it is loving and i find solace and happiness with you uh, just being with you and being able to talk to you like I know uh, yesterday I had a really bad day I mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't that I had a, a bad day it was uh, an anxiety day mm-hmm. uh, it just I, it consumed me and I get so very discouraged on those days and I was overstimulated and I uh, got a little upset about Oh, nothing. You know, guys, like you fucking know. Yeah, like if you're anything like me, and you, you know, struggle with depression, anxiety, and you know, trauma, yep. whatever. It takes nothing, and it was nothing, and then it just spiraled, and uh, I, it, anxiety started. It's like smoke to to me. Like it just starts to invade everything, and you're like something
2: burning its a little, It's a little smoky
0: in here. Like it's just this black smoke that just keeps going and uh, I it starts to cover the the reality of the situation sure. and I it in that part in your brain, my brain just takes mm-hmm. over and um it resulted in me I apologizing over and over because I snapped at Sam cuz I was overstimulated and hot. Like, I had to take my pants off. I was hot after cleaning. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have been that hot before. You gotta take your pants off. But uh, he was being loving and something that I normally love him to do, you know, give me little little brain sucker head squeezes. Uh, I was like, get the fuck off me. <laughs> I didn't exactly roar that at him, but, but no. I was like, don't touch me. And uh, he's like, is every okay, is everything okay? I was like, I'm fine! <laughs> like, obviously!
2: <Duh>. Jesus!
0: <laughs> I'm only the color of a fucking Roma tomato. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking fine! <laughs> and then I instant guilt and shame start and it's just like oh now there's the red smoke and the purple smoke now comes out and it's like ah cool, cool 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 and uh then i devolved into me apologizing because i felt guilty and i needed to
1: atone for being a fucking asshole i mean i can get out the cat of nine tails and whip you a couple you of know and make you feel better it
0: may it may but I
1: uh, make the stigmata appear on you. Like. You're so funny. <laughs>
0: but, I, uh, you know, see him. He he really helped me through a really hard day and uh, just reassured me that it was all right. You, you can have a bad day yeah. and I don't love you any less. And mm-hmm. I, I hope for everyone out there that you uh, have that find that. Or uh, you know that because it is... I am so grateful to have someone to go through that with.
1: I mean, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think you extend to me the same level of grace that I extend to you.
0: I think that's a load of shit. But (laughs) thank you for thinking of me that highly. (laughs) Um,
1: I also... Like, I mean, I wasn't always a... Uh, thoughtful or active participant or I don't I don't want to say active participant. It's much more of a passive person uh, in our relationship yeah. when we were young and I was still learning how to. Um,
0: Be an adult. Yeah, one being was adult
1: and I, was, I had to learn more about myself and the more I learned about myself and the more I learned about other people the more I was able to apply it to our relationship. So, like, I definitely grew into... And we obviously, we both grew into who we are uh, together. Mm -hmm. But um, it also is easy to extend grace to you when you're having a bad day because I don't know anyone who actively works on themselves and tries as hard as you do on an extremely consistent basis. So it leaves me very little excuses to not work on myself actively and to participate actively in this relationship. So it's, uh, yeah, you make it easy to put in a little bit extra effort.
0: You, uh, thank you so much. That is, uh, such a kind thing to hear, and um, thank you. You're welcome. That's great. I uh, it makes it, having this type of relationship, and not only this type of relationship with Sam, but the relationship that I have with my friends. Um, I I'm not friends with shitty people. Mm-hmm. I am friends. I surround myself with. People of good, good caliber, or yeah, a, like-minded morals and values, and what have you. So, when being around dipshits constantly, <laughs> it is so draining. Yeah, but I was encouraged by this conversation that went fairly well yeah. nobody got butt hurt in sure. this office of major testosterone
1: <laughs> and fragile egos and
0: yeah. a couple a couple yeah. i mean they're all good people at the end of the day mm-hmm. um i and it i don't know it was just I. it was really cool because the next day i came in and a uh, boisterous man he uh, was like, you know, you have a really cool husband. <laughs> and I was like, thanks so much. I I do. I'm really lucky to have him. I said, he's a really cool cucumber. And uh, he was really complimentary of Sam. And one of the things that he mentioned was that you don't find men uh, like cis straight men mm. that are so willing and comfortable to talk about uh, more taboo subjects, as some would think, yeah, or they're not afraid to have a a quick deep conversation about, hey, like your your perception of uh, this uh, topic is all wrong, my guy. Like, here, let me let me show you a little bit from my side, and yeah. I, Sam has a really amazing way of number 1 being able to listen to some of the dumbest most <laughs> insufferable motherfuckers on this planet but also learning from those idiots mm-hmm. and from those pieces of shit that you come across in life and i it's a really valuable lesson that i that i have soaked up from you because um I usually just shoot my mouth off, right. and I'm like, "Hey, you're being a real piece of shit, Mike." Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I have
0: no, no problem. No, the story's
1: name was Mike. No, yeah, you know, just pulled out from nowhere. I actually just yeah didn't fucking
0: name drop anybody. Just just a, a regular old Mike, but uh, yeah, it's it was so, a bit encouraging.
1: Yeah, it's it's. I'm glad and I know that you got that to you've... see the fun side of those conversations. Yeah,
0: because you in the fucking work that you do, um don't you're not usually on the end of those yeah, more fun or um I mean, productive I've had
1: over the years. Well,
0: you certainly have. I nobody nobody spills secrets quicker to anyone I've ever met than Sam. People will fucking be like, I put my thumb up my ass for the first time and I you know what, man? I kind of like it. I don't know if I should tell my wife or not. And Sam's just like, well bud, you know? Well, like, all
1: feelings are valid. All experiences are your journey and uh, no <laughs> who just uh, had therapy <laughs> this week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bitch. You no, know, she was heavy this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But no, so I was actually talking to one of my coworkers who I'm, it's been very nice reprieve. I have a coworker, unfortunately, he's going to a different job site starting Monday. Damn man, I even lit a candle oh. about. <laughs> it's all right. God damn it! It was a very nice reprieve because he's a very like-minded Mercury's individual, and, and I don't always uh, come across that very frequently. So, um, but I was having a conversation with him about. Uh, kind of what we've been talking about about uh, talking and 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 learning other people's journey and and their story and even if they come to the wrong conclusion, how still listening from them is important uh, because, and I used a very this is a very stupid metaphor or simile or example whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say it's chocolate versus vanilla, uh, which you is got the your best
0: flavor. Butter in my chocolate. <laughs>
1: So, not just in this time, but I mean, it's a it's a very common thing to use uh, an argument like that as what uh, what's called like a wedge issue. Sure. To where even something as simple as that, it's made to look like you're either one side or the other, your chocolate or your vanilla. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Red or blue.
1: Whereas, and you are, let's say I prefer vanilla and you prefer chocolate. And everyone else in the chocolate camp is not, it's not uncommon for them to hear that vanilla people, uh, people who prefer vanilla hate people who prefer chocolate or they hate chocolate mm. and everyone who identifies it as their favorite flavor, all this stuff. And then let's say you and I talk and you say vanilla's fucking stupid and I can't believe you don't like chocolate. And then I share with you a little bit of myself and say, well, it's not that I hate chocolate. I just prefer vanilla because when I was in T-ball, if whenever after every game, my dad would take me to this such and such ice cream place and. Uh, his favorite flavor was vanilla and I wanted to be like my dad so I would always have vanilla and whenever yeah. I have vanilla ice cream like that's I think about that time with my dad and then and you're like oh that's all right well fucking chocolate's still better you stupid asshole. Like, you can still think that, but sure. next time you hang out with someone who thinks chocolate is the best flavor, and they say, uh, vanilla people fucking hate chocolate, they hate people who like chocolate, and it's all fucking stu- like, they're all stupid, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, that's not true, because there's at least one person who doesn't necessarily hate chocolate, but they have this thing. Yeah. That's a very formative thing, That's a, so, I mean... And, well, maybe and,
0: vanilla means something to them. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, like, just because you don't land somewhere or or in the similar plane on on an issue, doesn't mean that there isn't a very real human experience or or, or history or trauma or whatever behind how they got there. And the yeah. more stories you understand of how people get to what may seem ridiculous to you you start finding out how much in common we really really do have yes and how to speak to that and especially if you share some of yourself first if you if you have a little bit of courage to make yourself vulnerable Uh, Yeah, it
0: gives them permission to do the same.
1: Exactly. Yeah, And that way, a lot of times when you are able to do that, both of you feel heard and listened to even if you don't agree at the end of it, you know? And so it's... Yeah. uh, Yeah, so that's... And I enjoy approaching conversations like that just Mm -hmm. because, like, uh, you hear people talk about everyone who looks at a piece of art. Mm, uh, yeah, sure, sees sure, sure. Something at least a little different than yeah. what you see. No one sees it the same. That's true of more than just art. Art is just a microcosm that's easier to point to. That relates to the macro. That's how yeah. everything in life is. Everyone looks at, even if you agree on ninety nine percent of things. Th- or or even if you agree on a hundred percent of things, the reasons why you agree may be different or yeah. how you got there may be totally. different. So like it's so so I find it super interesting to learn how other people see things or how they got there or what uh because it helps me understand because if you just go, Oh well this person thinks trans people aren't people or whatever and which is a an abhorrent belief system Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but no one is taught when they're two years i don't i won't say no one um vast majority yeah vast majority of people don't think about trans people on daily basis especially like when Uh, It's not in the news or media, but when it was presented in the news and media, they immediately came to a conclusion. So like there's there's a there are things that formed that allowed them to reach this conclusion so fast. So like there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Although what the The conclusion that they come to I view as extremely abhorrent and inexcusable doesn't mean it's unexplainable and if you can, even if you can't reach the person who is spewing this bile if you understand them a little bit better, you can maybe reach someone before they get to that point
0: yeah you're absolutely right,
1: and may I qualify? That is I am hard. Not, it is hard, and that's why I do want to qualify. I'm not always in the fucking mood to do that. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I'm no. not always in the space to approach it like that. And For I'm, sure. And there are plenty of people that are. I know, I've done it enough to know that with this person, the conversation's not going to be productive. No one's really going to learn anything, and it's not worth my time, and it's not worth my peace. Sure. So this—it's not an every day. It's not an every person. It is you know. worth my
0: rage, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but so yeah, uh, but that's where I come from. Where how I enjoy it or why I enjoy it, and uh, and how I approach it when I'm in the mood or in the space to do that stuff. Yeah,
0: uh, I think it's amazing because, like, working with um, people of d- different generations. Um, I, because I have for my entire career just like Sam has yeah uh, many of many people do but like to the extreme in uh ours like there are longtime players in mm-hmm. the construction game and in the hair and beauty industry and then there's always new people always yeah. always always I, and I it is difficult. To work with people of an older generation, my dude. I feel like it's getting harder and harder and harder.
1: I mean, it definitely can be.
0: Um, More it, challenging. Yeah. Uh, I, but I also, I've just, I've got a mouth. I've got a mouth. I'm like, you're not <laughs> yeah. going to talk, or you're not going to talk like that around me. Yeah. And uh, I saw this meme that said like, uh, middle-aged guys, like closer to 40 you get uh you either become uh world war 2 buff uh or you start smoking meats.
1: <laughs> yeah. And yeah.
0: boy howdy. That plays to the crowd that I'm around and yeah. I'm sure that it plays a bit to your your crowd as well.
1: Yeah, mine's less history buffs more of like it's either smoked meat or hunting mm, or yeah. NASCAR or you know there's a few running around but yeah, each, very few like bleed over into multiple things. <laughs> yeah. I didn't you
0: have some fucking uh, interesting conversation with one of the dudes oh, yeah. uh, on the job site about
1: about World War 1?
0: Yes. It was yeah. it it started as World War 2. What did you call it? Uh the difference between the wars
1: yeah, uh, yeah, because I mean, I always found World War One more interesting than World War II because World War Two was like more, uh, like good guys versus bad guys. You know, you had the fascists in Italy, you had the Nazis in Germany, and yeah. the militarists and uh, extreme nationalists in Japan. And, uh, whereas World War One, it was like a powder keg of, uh, hundreds of years of treaties. And uh, uh, people who were allies through marriage and just, like, all this history that everyone was eventually going to explode on each other in Europe. And it just took one inciting incident. And it was, like, pretty much unstoppable after the first shot was fired essentially
0: well i mean yeah because it has to uh, like you can't just let some dignitary or whomever get killed from your country and then just be like well honest mistake right guys honest mistake i don't um world world war two just to like Skip ahead, then go back. Huh. World War Two was going on before the U.S. entered it. Yes. Yes. And yeah, then Pearl Harbor. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And then Pearl Harbor was like what made the U.S. join. Yeah. And um, it's
1: what made us commit troops. Commit
0: troops. There we go. Uh, because we already had like aid and like yeah. that kind of shit. Right. Yes. So I World War. It was
1: under the Lend-Lease Act is us giving... Uh, medical and uh, or material aid without offering bodies to World War II.
0: Okay, um. So, what what was the catalyst of World War One that was so like so different from World War Two? Uh,
1: like us getting into it, or the start of it in general?
0: Um. Uh, Yes to both.
1: Uh, So, I mean, if you read a his, if you paid attention at all in history, the only thing you know about listen, don't even one thing that you know about World War One is that it was started by the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Hey,
0: don't even fucking say it like that, motherfucker, because you were implying the other night when I was like, oh wait, wasn't that uh, Franz Ferdinand? And you were like. Yeah, it was. Now you're acting like, motherfuckers, you should have fucking known this if you listen to one fucking thing in fucking history.
1: <laughs> no, it's the only thing that I remember because I learned most of what I know about World War One after, like, high school history class.
0: Oh, oh, uh, I understand. Bitch, I... Nothing. Gone. I uh, couldn't... Couldn't tell you Because
1: you are in the wrong classroom. But. <laughs>
0: uh, girl...
1: You never actually technically took history. They just passed you because they're like, if she figures it out, she's going to have to come to class and we don't want her here. (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. I'm not joking you. Quick sidebar. I'm not joking you. My math teacher, my senior math teacher, I was in geometry as a senior, guys. Like, it, I can not. Like, it does not compute in my head. And then I chose to do a career that was only geometry. Look, But he, I looked at him and I was one point away from a D and like, that's all <laughs> I needed to graduate. And I looked at him, I said, do you really want me again for summer school? I said, do you, you think it's going to be any better this time around? <laughs> I was like, I tried to play your games <laughs> because they kept pulling me in and out of different classes because I, I am not good at geometry and they just kept trying to force me to anyway any hoozles.
2: <laughs> I'm
0: good but it took me fucking forever to pass why did we get here Fuck.
1: because you convinced him to oh yeah I convinced him because he didn't want to see you in summer school thank you there yes
0: you <laughs> I'm very persuasive but nice I forgot how I dumped over here so all right. Any hoozles.
1: <laughs> so, yes. Archdu- oh, yeah, I
0: didn't pay attention in school. <laughs> yeah.
1: So Archduke Franz Ferdinand of the Austria-Hungarian Empire was, uh, assassinated by, uh, Gabriel Princip. Uh, that's probably pronounced horribly. Um, nah, he killed he a guy. He was a Serbian national who was part of a terrorist or a group or freedom fighter group, depending on how you identify. Um, he was part of a group of about 13 to 30 individuals. Uh, 13
0: to 30. Okay.
1: Well, I mean, you have certain people claiming to be in, but oh, you don't sure, know sure, how sure. Long to verify or how tertiary sure. they were, you know. Um, so. Well,
0: I knew Yosef, so <laughs> right, exactly. I babysat his dog.
1: So there were somewhere between like 13 to 30 of them, and they were a uh, a group called the Black Hand
2: Oh,
1: so that's a
0: pretty good evil uh, group name, right?
1: So long story short, they try to assassinate the Archduke with uh, like improvised explosives like a mm-hmm. grenade or a pipe bomb. Sure. Doesn't go right. Gabriel's like, oh, fuck, what do I do? There wasn't really a big contingency plan. So he just hung out around on the parade route.
0: Okay, so he was there to like for backup or? Yeah, they
1: were like, there was a bunch of them stationed like along the parade route, and whoever got the first good shot was to take it. And so Kang, if I remember correctly, it bounced off the car and exploded and didn't actually take anything. That is
0: so goofy. I was going to propose that it was the uh, spy cat.
1: You're funny. (laughs) That's a completely different story for another time. So... Oh,
0: Kaylee's already covered it. Oh, yeah, I forgot you did.
1: Yeah, Kaylee already covered it. So, they drive off. The driver loses (gasps) his... We
0: gotta get out of here, Scoob! (laughs) The
1: driver uh, is going to take them to the hospital, because you don't not take them to the hospital.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foreign dignitary.
1: Yeah. Probably. So... Uh, and there's a lot of political stuff th- and history that goes into why this happened on this day and why everyone was kind of busy with each other. Anyway, okay. Okay. So, but that's a lot. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to Dan Carlin this. <laughs> All right. So, driver speeds off. Gabriel's hanging around on the parade route because uh, he's not sure what else to do. And he's like, well, maybe I can get a shot at somebody else you know, important or I just, I don't know. I'm just hanging out. <laughs> so. I mean,
0: uh, you're going to, you're getting paid either way, right? You know, <laughs> well, I mean, so just hoping <laughs> or what are you going to do? Go back to the safe house and be like, oh, I, I mean, I know I should have been out there, but like, There's nothing going on. Like, it bounced off and he went. So I just thought we would regroup.
1: Yeah, so if we're going to put this in Fast and Furious terms, all right? uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) Please, I'll only understand if you do that. In the first movie when Dominic Toretto uh, is running from the first street race and Brian picks him up, it's because Gabriel's like Brian. He was, like, waiting around to maybe... Get a lucky shot.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, All right.
1: So he's hanging out around the parade route. The driver that was supposed to take him to the hospital obviously gets off the parade route to do it. Oh, yeah. You got to go. Uh, he gets turned around and ends up accidentally back on a street that was on the <laughs> parade route. Ah, no way. And he so, and he realizes it and he's like, oh, shit. Well, I need to stop and get my bearings, so he stops at this corner on the parade route oh and my God. where Gabriel Princep is leaning against this corner.
0: Just the fawns in it, having yeah. a smoke, yeah. taking a drag.
1: <laughs> and they just straight up pull up right there, and so he takes his gun out and he fires into the car, and it's...
0: Holy... Shit. Yeah. The murder that almost wasn't.
1: Yes. That sent the... Yeah.
0: The world ablaze?
1: Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, wow. Mm-hmm. So that's how, like... Well, and so once that happened, Austria-Hungary uh, was like, hey, Serbia, did you... Like, were they... Was this a CIA hit? Like essentially, like yeah, like who claims this? (laughs) You know, or was this just like you know a a radical group of couple ragtag group? It's going to benefit Austria, Hungary to say that we totally believe that this was Serbia back, so we can like uh, add some sanctions and demands to say now you have to treat us this way to essentially get leverage, more leverage over Serbia. So, of course, Austria-Hungary is going to make that decision, but... The, the, Can I
0: ask you a question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um What are sanctions? Like, I hear the term, I've heard, like, a couple of different things, like, uh, are they, like, let's get you back on track, friends, no, it's or is it like, like, listen here, you've been a bad boy, and you gotta pay.
1: So yeah, it's essentially uh sanctions are generally usually like trade rules um, okay. let me you know what I'm gonna look this up just so I don't like misquote. no,
0: it. I love it absolutely um I I guess I just um don't understand the uh good that they do or um how they are effective um i mean obviously i don't understand how they're effective
1: because
0: i don't really know what they are
1: yeah so like they're as they're perceived today they're usually like trade restrictions um it's a threat it's defined as uh, a threat of god damn it i just it in my brain Hold on. bro it's like when you look at your phone it's defined as a threatened penalty for disobeying uh, a law or rule so like if you fuck up internationally um
2: <laughs>
1: so if you fuck up like internationally like if someone screws us or one of our uh-huh. allies uh-huh. over we can hey say hey Uh, Because you did that and acted like an asshole, now we're going to imply these rules on you, whether it's, like, raising trade tariffs or if it's saying, well, okay, we may trade this with you, but we're not going to trade these commodities with you anymore. Or we're going to reduce our level of aid uh, to your country.
0: I understand. I understand. Consequences.
1: Yeah, it's consequences (laughs) without, like saying this is an act of war now we got beef and now we got to physically do something about it.
0: Okay. I mean that's good I guess. To an extent
1: <laughs> um <laughs> People do still die, usually, uh, when sanctions are implied. Well, yeah, because if
0: trade is affected, then that means food and...
1: Yeah, and the uh, economic status of whoever the sanctions are levied against is affected, and a lot of times it just, you know...
0: It doesn't affect the people making
1: the fucking rules. Sure doesn't. Um, Nowhere. I mean, it does make a difference, it's just the mortality of it is only increased usually on the lower side of economics or class. So, Weird. long story sh- or uh in plain English, uh sanctions if they do kill people, they usually just kill poor people. Yeah. Which yeah. uh is more um not acceptable obviously. But it's Predictable, or it's commonplace for poor people to have a higher mortality. It's yes, expected. absolutely. That's the word. Expected.
0: I, it. I mean, yeah. i uh, like like we've discussed before with uh, generals, and um, that is the uh, highest military bullshit that I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but with those people, uh, when you're doing it on a national stage, yeah. um. They have to think of their infantry as numbers. Yeah, They're not absolutely. humans. And I just, I don't, I lack that.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why you're not general. So,
0: my <laughs> God, is that the only reason? <laughs> Fuck. I could have been, it's a big one, <laughs> could have been a, a six holer or what are they? Five, five stars. Five star, yeah. A five starfish. General.
1: (laughs) But yeah, so Austria-Hungary, like, applies some, like, sanctions to Serbia. Serbia, like, and some of them are ridiculous, and Serbia conforms to most of them, but there's a couple that it's like, dude, we can't fucking do that. That's lame, no. So, because if we do, it's going to destabilize, if I remember correctly, it's going to destabilize stuff, or it's just like, dude, no one can agree to a couple of these. So then Austria-Hungary's like, well, fuck you, so...
0: Well, we don't like it.
1: Yeah, we don't like it. So now Austria-Hungary is going to be at war with Serbia. And Austria-Hungary is allied with like the Ottoman Empire and Germany. And Serbia is allied with like Russia and France. Oh, oh shit.
0: So uh, other guys got uh, quite a bit of uh, a lot of friends. (laughs) Yeah. Compared uh, to just (laughs) old Serbia
1: with two allies. Well, I mean, the Ottoman Empire was kind of about the size. I mean, in Germany, like, Ottoman Empire was a very old world power, comparatively. Sure, um, old money. Whereas sure. Germany was only about, like, 40 years old. But...
0: Ooh, the fresh-faced, uh, bitch, young, dumb, and full of gum. <laughs> yeah. At the time, huh? But, I
1: mean, they were, uh, like, they were what grew out of Prussia. Yes, and like yes. the Prussian military was always renowned for like their discipline and their tactics wow. and their prowess for military. Uh they were like the European con- the European country known for that shit, kind mm-hmm. of like how like Japan has samurai and and, sure. and a lot of people associate wow. them with the Asian like militarism. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Prussia was uh had a very well renowned mili- military. And Germany grew out of that, uh, or came from that, and uh, even in their like roughly forty years of uh, them being Deutschland, like it.
0: Oh yeah, because Germany, as we know it, as like American we knows refer it, to it, yeah, yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah, there's... like nobody else in the world calls Germany Germany.
1: Um, I think they probably do in like the UK, but maybe probably. I'm not sure. I don't Couldn't know. I
0: haven't been able to keep up with anyone else. <laughs> I've just been looking over here, man.
1: So yeah, no, Germany. <laughs> they um, uh, like so they also had a very uh, highly respected military, even for the fact that they were a fairly new country.
0: Well, I mean, we're a fairly new country as well, yeah. and have. That's what we spend our money on: gizmos and gadgets galore.
1: <laughs> so big toys. And at the same time, like Serbia has allied with France, which uh, before World War One, I, I know a lot of people think of France as like pansies and pussies. But yeah. From the greater history, girl. Of, of the country, they were like the Wu Tang Clan. They were uh, nothing to fuck with.
0: Yeah, I. Have only lear- started to learn recently about that they uh they had beef and they settled it I mean all they the time
1: a war with Britain for a hundred and sixteen years so you know the they all also- <laughs> Jesus I mean I'm petty as fuck, and I
0: hold grudges, but that is a hung ass time that's what at least three or four generations.
1: Yeah, and well, and on top of that, like
0: my grandpappy fought in the first year of the hundred and sixteen year war. Yeah,
1: there's we could do a whole week of podcast episodes of on shit on the hundred years of war. But anyway, so France has a, also a very respected military. I mean, that's where Napoleon came from. He was the Hitler before Hitler. You know, where You're he just, just tried on. to conquer a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So and then Russia, Russia has the largest at this time has the largest military on the planet.
0: They do at this moment.
1: In, uh, like it or is, at at that moment, world. In war. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I, I don't know statistics of today. I was like, so I well, I don't
0: think tank. they have many fucking tanks allowed <laughs> getting snatched and getting sold.
1: <laughs> I just meant like troops to commit. Gotcha, to, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, sure. The war fuckery. Effort. But the problem with Russia is uh, Russia takes so long to mobilize. Because, it, yeah,
0: because it's huge.
1: Yeah, because it's huge, and like they didn't have like
0: half of its ice. Well, and they didn't
1: have the, <laughs> like the the train and railway network uh, oh, that was still yeah. like
0: still getting chopped through. Yeah. In the well, I mean,
1: yeah, they had, Siberia. like, main lines to, like, from, like, big city to big city sure, and sure, sure, like that. But, like, if you're... Tr- like,
0: cross-country stuff? And yeah, where battles are fought.
1: Battles are fought, you know, trying to defend on the way to... To the big cities. Your next major city. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. For sure. Uh, So, yeah, a lot of supply lines, if they had to head certain supply directions... Supply lines. If they had to head certain different directions, most supply lines were still, like horses pulling shit Wiggins along and shit yeah.
0: wow fuck no so yeah like, like i said no. yeah russia
1: takes a long time to mobilize so there was a lot of just these different intricacies and alliances like france and britain were just relatively recently on good terms and there was no guarantee and they had like a tentative alliance but there was no guarantee that if shit popped off britain might just go "Mm, that's your fucking problem with france you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) like "Ah, i'm late for
0: high tea bitches (laughs) bye so yeah, it's all understand.
1: these intricacies of like <laughs> treaties and marriages and and all this history that went into it that sure. was started by an incident and because so and so played reacted to this incident this way, now I'm obligated to support you to respond in, this, in this way and yeah. respond in this way. And then once you get into it, because like World War One was almost instantly horrific. It was fought completely differently than this is the first war in the twentieth century. Yeah, and all the experienced generals of the time only truly understood how to fight like nineteenth-century oh, warfare. Oh,
0: like civil war style. Yeah.
1: So there was a lot of technological advances that just, that were developed during peacetime.
0: When did, peace time. When did uh, World War One? I- like, pop off. In, like, I want to say
1: 1913 or 1914, somewhere there. Okay. So. Uh,
0: dynamite wasn't quite invented yet, I don't think. Was it? Mm, I can't remember.
1: I think so. I could be wrong. But.
0: Right. Nobel was pretty early in the ni- uh, 20th century, so. Right.
1: So, but regardless, like. Damn the ADHD, <laughs> bad memory. <laughs> Somebody
0: look it up and you tell, you tell us. Listen, listen.
1: Yeah, the, uh, feel free to scream at your yeah. headphones right now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so there was a lot of like peacetime um, technological advances. Sure, sure, sure. One of the main ones or two of the main ones being like advancements in uh, uh, like machine guns. <gasps> uh, and then one that we don't necessarily that think diamonds? of a technological advancement is um, barbed wire.
0: Motherfucker, the devil's rope.
1: So, I just
0: listened to the dollop of uh, the devil's wire. So, uh,
1: barbed wire turns out fucks with cavalry. Oh
0: my god! <laughs> oh my god if I we're gonna have to put a trigger warning at the beginning of this for horse girls that is horrendous
1: Yeah, and so oh. if it slows down your cavalry like machine guns in the civil war are definitely designed to like cut down were they
0: the crankety ones
1: yes those were the crankety ones Whoa. they were called coffee mills
0: coffee mills I you don't want to stand in front of that to get your morning Joe <laughs> you sure don't there pal
1: I'll uh, wake you up
0: in another fucking spirit realm.
1: But yeah, so I mean, but there was all this technology that was invented that generals didn't have like there were long They didn't know how to work with. Exactly. So or Or utilize. Or or or, or they didn't have the counter offensives for it. So, oh
0: sure, that is also a problem.
1: Because, you know, tactics and strategy before were like understanding how to use like strategy of like understanding how to use terrain in order to like use these tactics to then um surprise like, or flank. Yeah, to or flank what or drive you. a wedge yeah, and divide sure. and all these things, but like there was no like tested battle theory of how to incorporate that technology into those tactics or how to modify those tactics to fit the new technology. So it just turned into, well, let's try this. And they just sent troops after troops after troops into these meat grinders.
0: They just fucking winged it. Mm hmm with human lives. And they
1: did the best they could to try to win as quickly as possible, but it just it it didn't work that way. And so that's It's
0: because they didn't have bat
1: bombs in say, World War One. You're, f- you're funny. So that's how it like what what I'm so that added another element because okay, now we've committed all these troops and losses to this cause. Um and and what do you tell the the people that you rule and govern over, and and the families that you command the troops of, yeah, yeah. What do you tell them if you say, "Look, let's just end this shit." Like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And it's like, okay, so you're telling them that you got into it because you had some stupid agreement with some asshole from 200 fucking years ago, or from mm-hmm. yeah, 50 years ago. Who gives a shit. Um. So you got into this war because of some stupid agreement with who's it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, that has nothing to do with me, and you committed our children to it, mm-hmm. and they lost their lives. And what do we have to show for it? Nothing.
0: Nothing. Yeah. So,
1: so many powers stayed in the war because they were trying to get something out of it. They were either trying to defeat an enemy or, and when you defeat that enemy, you take spoils of war. And you, so not only do you show your dominance, you increase your status and your prowess, but you also will take some territory or you'll take, you know, you'll shuffle on the the cost of the war to the loser and all that stuff. So, like... So that added another element of why they didn't stop and how that ball kept rolling, even when the leaders, like, they didn't... A lot of them, they didn't want to fucking... They would rather not be in the war, but how the fuck sure. do we get out of it, you know?
0: Uh, somebody's got to lose.
1: Yeah. So, like, that's There's why There's got to be a winner. <laughs> that's why I find World War One so much more interesting than yeah. World War II. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's so many different elements that were fucking crazy and insane. I mean, that's where submarines got invented.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. And sure. that's how
1: we got into the war.
0: Submarines?
1: Yes, it was a big part of how we got into the war. Oh, all right. So, give it to like, me. Germany developed submarines, which they called U boats or underwater boats. Ah. Uh. Um,. Clever. <laughs> right.
0: Lots of uh, razzle-dazzle right. from
1: because, Germany. Long story short, Britain did decide to back up France and honor that alliance. And Britain, since they're a postage stamp of a country compared to most European countries, doesn't have a large army to contribute, but they had a one fuck of a navy.
0: Sure, they're mostly m- water over there.
1: Right. <laughs> but if you can't see the people who are shooting at you, You can negate an extremely powerful navy if you can't see the submarines fucking shooting at you. Right, so Germany was essentially able to neutralize Britain's navy. Uh, I'd back out now if I were you. (laughs) So (laughs) we are once again supplying... Uh, the allied powers with, you know, supplies and ammunition, medical supplies, shit like that. And Germany's like, so we're just supposed to let you do that?
0: Uh, yeah. Le- Why? Why are you the boss now?
1: Right. So, like, we're not just going to let you give weapons and shit to our enemies. So, we, so they started shooting down, like shooting our merchant ships that were bringing that stuff and we're like hey that's not fucking cool cool." but we get it (laughs) so it's not like an act of war because it you know they're not doing it to us they're just doing it to protect themselves and their interests or whatever Sure. and we were like okay just don't do it to any fucking like passenger ships
0: Mm. and Mm. and they uh they did it to a passenger
1: ship Well, a passenger ship that allegedly may or may not have had weapons and, like, ammunition and supplies on it that merchants were using to... Because merchants didn't want their ships shot by U-boats, whether the U.S. government was cool with it or not. Yeah. So it would be pretty easy to just, like, fucking smuggle ammunition and supplies onto a passenger ship that was supposed to be untouchable... And then, yeah, pew, pew. so they sunk the Lusitania, which was a passenger ship. No. So that was, and we were really pissed, and we were almost there, but uh, Germany. Uh, I mean, it was a war of attrition, so Germany is like, "Hey, we need to like keep this going if we have any fucking chance." So they sent a note to Mexico and said, hey, if you'll help us and commit some fucking troops and come over here, we if you win, we will help you then gain back the land that America stole from you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was in a oh note referred my. to as the Zimmerman note, and we intercepted it.
0: Oh! god wow that could have been
1: and uh
0: wow
1: and so yeah we intercepted it and we were like what the fuck germany and germany's like what the fuck what the fuck and we're, what do
0: you mean what the fuck and, i didn't even write that
1: and so yeah it was a bridge too far it was russia <laughs> it was putin yeah <laughs> so that was a bridge too far, and so we decided to then consider that an act of war. And...
0: You don't get to give back the land that we stole, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. we won't even. We won't give back the land. So, Sorry.
1: yeah. So yeah, Germany wow. said that if you help us, we'll help you attack America. Once this is over, so they they essentially indirectly threatened America with violence. So we then well, into
0: I the mean. War. I mean, I don't think that Germany's heart was in the right place. But <laughs> it it could have been real different. Yeah. Could have been real different. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll have to uh reveal some more of your um uh, favorite stories from that era
1: Oh, God, they're us. so dark. They're, okay, well... I mean, I can go with the von Schlieffen plan, which is oh my. just going to be really boring, but, like, yeah, no. The things I find super interesting about World War One is how horrific it was and how different oh, right. it was from... Oh, all right. Well, how about
0: you uh, look something else up and share that with the class next you time? got it. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, I... Hey, guys. We hope that you enjoyed our more free-for-me type of episode. Uh, we were going to introduce it at the beginning, but I fucking had to get the tea out for yeah, you guys. Yeah, the spirit took you. The spirit took me. We just started. So um, <laughs> uh, hope you, uh, let us know. Yeah. Uh, give us a holler and whatnot. But uh, this is kind of uh, what GTS was born out of, yeah. was just interesting conversations that we have you know getting elevated or uh hanging out uh having a good drink with some friends or food or what have you uh we absolutely love this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. yeah well and speaking of smoking and uh elevating it is uh it is the tis the season um i hope that you left some uh, cookies and milk out for Snoop not too long ago. Um, I know, like, I, I think we're listed under Evergreen, uh, but you know time. Uh, <laughs> time is stuff is, I, you know, you know when stuff happens. So uh, happy 420 to all of you out there. Uh, Samuel. Yes. In the spirit of this hazy holiday, mm-hmm. I have for <coughs> us all an amazing product to help take you even higher in your elevation adventures.
2: Higher and higher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. So, Sam, I sent you this TikTok. Would okay. you uh, go ahead and I'm going to tag a minute so you can like. Hold it up and okay. but you'll be able to see it. I'll link the TikTok, okay? But here's the product. Do, do, do. do,
2: do, do. you hey, fellow crew members on spaceship earth? Hey, look, I got old hands. I'm seventy eight years old. And, you know, I try to use these pin grinders, and they get all gunked up around the edges
0: here, and you, you put it together, and you gotta try and grind it, you know, and ah, it's horrible, it gets stuck and it hurts your hands. Meanwhile, the Budwacker,
2: you just simply put your material in <laughs> oh here, God. there's no yeah. twisting or anything, you just take it and you just pour like that. That's oh
1: it. my God! Have bad
2: hands and arthritis. This yes. is the only way to go. So go to budwacker.com. We love that you've been following us and liking us. Do a favor on your on your hands. If you can't move them around, go get the budwacker.
0: The budwacker. Oh, my God. So, the Bud Whacker. This is a new type of grinder. Yeah. Uh, it is um, accessible, uh, accessibility friendly. Um, it truly is a weed whacker.
1: Yeah. It kind <laughs> of looks like, a, you know, a single push button like coffee grinder, but it's just the. Oh, no. Get you a piece of Oh, what God, are
0: you doing over there? I
1: don't know. Hold on. No, stop. Go away.
0: That's hilarious.
1: What if the I'm hell? Anyway. Uh huh. So yeah, you got but it looks virus. like just like the chamber of the coffee grinder, not like the whole thing. Yeah. And then instead of pushing the button down, where it's like, you just like uh, pull a string and it. Yeah, it's uh, a food
0: processor, kinda of dealy, yeah. a little chap. It like
1: looks like the size of like a hockey puck.
0: It's a Beyblade.
1: That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, you pull it like a Beyblade.
0: Yeah, it says uh, the Budwhacker. Get ready to experience a game-changing way to grind your herb. This innovative pull-cord grinder is unlike anything on the market. Its three hardened stainless steel blades ensure effortless fast grinding without clogging. Resulting in the perfect consistency. Uh, The top is clear. Oh, 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 computer difficulties. The clear cover allows you to monitor the grind in real time, making it easy to achieve your desired consistency. Cleanup is a breeze thanks to its simple design and the high quality polycarbonate parts ensure long lasting durability. Plus the heavy duty pull cord comes with a lifetime guarantee. Say goodbye to traditional grinders and hello to the only grinder you'll ever need, Budwhacker. So you can get your very own Budwhacker for $29. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not. It is literally I I had paid that for a good grinder. Yeah. Because I was just having this issue with my trusty fucking old baby grinder that I've had for <laughs> years. The screen is getting to the point where it's about to push out, and I'm just, ugh. And I, I got weak hands. I got weak hands, Samuel. Been using them for years. You know? So make sure you go on over to Budwacker.com. And um would you take a look at his uh name again? I believe it's Bud on TikTok as well. Uh but like usual, we'll post on the Instagrams, uh, so you guys can quickly follow that. And
1: uh, yeah, at Bud Wacker on TikTok. That's uh, uh, B U D W A K K E R.
0: Budwacker dot com. <laughs> well, Sam, you got anything else for the people?
1: Uh, I don't think so.
0: All right. Well, I don't either. Oh, I forgot that we were on camera. Maybe. I can't see if it's still recording
1: or not. So you don't
0: are. think so? I think we are. All right. Well, you don't think you have anything else? No. Nope. All righty tighties. Unless we want
1: to discuss the 14 points uh, or characteristics of fascism. <laughs>
0: wow. You know, I've got a pee. So <laughs> I'm going to take a rain check on that. All righty. Well, my doodles, while you are out there getting yourself the new grinder that you deserve, the Bud Whacker Extreme, you can, uh, you can uh, make sure we're in your earballs. You can find us on all the different streaming platforms, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, And if you'd like to see our awkward shenanigans, you can visit us at uh, our YouTube channel at GTS underscore podcast. While you're there, make sure that you like, follow, and subscribe so we can continue to grow this shit. Check out our link tree for our website, YouTube channel, episode resources, and much, much more. Give us a holler if you have a small business you want to hype or a topic that you don't want to do homework on. Uh, make sure you send all your shit to get this shit podcast at gmail.com. Woo. Spell the shit out. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I, uh, I think that does it today. My darling. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> what does mine say?
1: Dude.
0: What does mine say? Sweet. 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 Alright, well... Love and light it on fire, my doodles.
1: See you around the bend. All right.
0: Bye. Bye. <laughs>